Hello, SRU. Welcome back, people. We are very thankful that you're joining us once again. My name is Jeremy Lynch. I am an associate professor of special education and host of Hello, SRU. And I am joined once again by Dr. Nick Artman and Justin Zackel. Gentlemen, what's going on? Ah, chaos as usual here. I keep I keep saying I'm living in the chaos, right? My uh, son just started kindergarten. My daughter just started preschool. Uh, we have a one year old and my wife decided that, oh, we should get a puppy all at the same time. So I'm living in the chaos. I'm kind of reminiscing about my little kids, but seeing them go to kindergarten and seeing them become a, a, a you know, I was going to say a little adult. You know, that's what they think they are, I guess. <laughs> but uh, so a little bit of sad, a little bit of happiness and uh, a lot of bit of chaos over here. How about you, Justin? Yeah, we could probably do a parenting con- uh, a parenting uh, uh, podcast. You might need to edit me there. Sorry, uh, sorry, Nick. <laughs> Let me start over. No, it's okay. This is the real yeah. life version of sleep deprivation. Exactly. <laughs> newborn. You were this seeing the ex- parent podcast in real time. Yes, a, a, a parenting podcast, maybe <laughs> parenting, parenting, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now things are good. Uh, we're we're uh, getting along the semester here. Very excited and uh, very excited about today's guest. Yeah, so only at a place nicknamed The Rock would you find something like Pet Rocks come rolling back onto the pop culture scene, right? And yes, those of you that have listened to us before, this episode is ripe for some rock-solid puns from our resident punster, Justin Zackel. But our guest today is a 2021 graduate and management alumni, Johnny Fomancha. Oh, Johnny, I practiced your name before we got on here and I wrote it out phonetically and I still messed it up. So Nick's going to hate us with Nick's going to hate us with this episode today. <laughs> it's not, I'm not even going to anyway, edit it out. That's fair. And I deserve it because again, <laughs> I asked Johnny how to say it. I practiced saying it a bunch of times and I still managed to mess it up. So Johnny's going to give us his own pronunciation of his last name. Anyway, today, Johnny is a freelance photographer, and we had a chance to talk to him about his pet rock idea that got and how that whole thing got started. And with that, we bring you Johnny. Johnny, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm thankful for you guys even asking me to be on this podcast. So I just want to say that one more time. <laughs> we appreciate the fact that you're here. And judging by that nice introduction that we just gave, um, yeah. So can you please, to help me out one more time, pronounce your last name? Uh, it's uh, Pomachan. Pomachan. <laughs> I had it. It was there. It was, and and we, we even went over it before we hit record. It's all right. <laughs> but, you know, what's your TikTok name, though? Your TikTok name is like a shortened version of your last name, right? It's, uh, it's Ross.poo. <laughs> <laughs> From now on, we're going with everyone's TikTok names as intros. <laughs> Well, no, thank you for joining us. And honestly, look, this is one of those fun stories. Justin brought it to our attention, and I know he did a news article um, about this story, but Pet Rocks, right? Like, how did this thing come about? Okay, um, so a brief story of the whole thing, that, like how this all started. One of the sororities, it was Delta Zeta at Slippery Rock University. Um, they were holding a pet contest like on Instagram. And I had a friend that was a part of that sorority. So I asked her, hey, as a joke, do you think I could just make a pet rock and see if I could like win the, the first place prize? And then she just said, hey, uh, just go for it. I think you'll get a lot of votes, which is so funny. And everyone's like really trying to win this first place prize. 
So uh, I, I did it. I just got googly eyes at a dollar store and then a Sharpie and a pet rock, like literally right in front of my apartment complex. And then I entered that pet rock in the, the pet contest. And I named him Clyde. There was really no meaning to that. I just thought like, hey, it's kind of, it has a good ring to it. There's like a couple other names, but I think Clyde really settled down for <laughs> the pet rock. And um, so I entered the contest with Clyde and I didn't know the rules for their contests, but apparently it lasted for like four or five hours. So in that time frame, I kept asking all my friends from school, from back home, my family members to vote for me. Like, I got to win. I got to prove everyone that like a pet rock can beat your dog or cat or whatever. <laughs> so I was texting everyone to vote for me, but unfortunately I lost. I didn't even make it to like the playoff round or like second round. <laughs> so after that, I was like, man, what am I going to do with this pet rock? Like he kind of let me down. He didn't win for me. So I'm just going to put him for adoption. Like on campus, I'm just going to put him <laughs> somewhere random. <laughs> so I post, I put him like somewhere like completely random. I kind of forgot. I think it was in front of um, the the music building. And I put him on my Snapchat. So like, Hey, Clyde, this pet rock is up for adoption. If it wants to take him, you take him. And no one took him for like a week. So I put them like right in front of the Smith Center, like where those stone benches are. It's just so that's a more popular area for students to stop by. And for another week, no one still hasn't taken them. I try to promote his adoption, <laughs> but then luckily one of my friends was like, I feel so bad. I'm just going to take this pet rock and bring him home. He's like, okay, at least someone's taking him. And then after that, I was like, you know what? Since that was there, my pet was since Clyde was there for so long. I want to just keep adding pet rocks the next day and see how many I can do. And then the rest is history. Yeah. So for people that aren't familiar, right? So some of our uh, listeners out there that weren't around in the 70s when pet rocks were originally popular. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Explain to us what a pet rock is. I mean, it's just a rock. But yeah. <laughs> just really, we don't we have we don't have the um we don't have the benefit of visuals with this podcast. So you're gonna have to paint us a picture. So you uh pet rock is just finding like a random rock, a stone or anything, a boulder it could even be. <laughs> you just put a set of googly eyes and then uh smile with a sharpie or like some paint. And that's really what a pet rock is. Just it's just a it's really just a free pet that you can grab around like anywhere you want. And so when you said this, the rest is history and this thing yeah. kind of just took off. Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's give you some numbers here, right? <laughs> so the eventual Clyde, and we'll get to big Clyde here in a second, yeah. but big Clyde eventually had over 4 million views and close to 700,000 likes on TikTok. That's a lot of exposure for a rock with googly eyes. Yeah. Um, how, did, I how did it get that crazy? Uh, so I forgot to mention that important part of the whole story. And while I was playing the pet rocks in front of the Smith student center, um, I did record it like every day on my TikTok, not thinking it would blow up. I just thought it, you know, just a fun little thing to do. And then eventually I was, I told my buddies, like my roommates and my other friends, like whoever was free. It's like, Hey, let's, let's see like what we can do with like this TikTok. I'm getting like, couple thousand views and let's see if I can make a viral video. And then I came up with the idea let's to get like a big boulder or like a bigger rock that you have to like make two people carry and put big googly eyes on it and see like how that would turn out as a video. 
and we put it on campus. It was a day before too. Like we planned this all out. It was like like the whole thing. And then I told my friends, hey, let's put this in like a day before and I'll upload the video the next day, like around 11 or 12 o'clock. Cause that's when I work at the Smith Center. And then after that, the views just started climbing like a hundred thousand, like every like 30 minutes. And then for a week, it just kept climbing with millions of views. And I was like getting so excited. I was like telling all my friends, like we made, we made it. Like we're getting haters. Like, that's when you know you made it. Like, <laughs> and eventually, uh, eventually a TV, um, a TV program saw my video and contacted me and asked if they could use it. I have the rights to use. I was like, sure. I didn't, I, I just wanted to put a pet rock on my camera just to have like, a little joke, but I didn't think this would be this big. Yeah. And so that TV show, by the way, was, um, what they call it? Right this minute. Yes. I picked that up. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this kept going for a while. Like this yeah. wasn't like a one and done thing. You, you, kept, yeah. you started a trend and then kept it going. Yeah. <laughs> and so how many pet rocks did you, did you eventually make? Um, I would, my, my guess, I probably started this probably mid, mid March or probably beginning of April. So, and I put like one each day. So probably around 40, give or take. So sometimes I would put two or three certain days just to, you know, have a little more fun, but so around like 40 or 50 pet rocks around that area. And so the big one, let's go back to big Clyde here, right? (laughs) I mean, look, so you started off making pet rocks. People started taking, you started taking videos out. People start following it. And so at some point you decide, well, let's see how big of a boulder we can fit yeah. into someone's car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We put it in the trunk and <laughs> I was like, okay, we can't get too big of a rock because we don't want to wreck my friend's car. So we have to get like a perfect size rock. So we looked around campus, like, like in the woods, like in neighborhoods and we really like this, this is the rock. Like this could fit in the trunk perfectly. We can't wreck the car. And we have two people just carry it out the trunk and put it on the main area. That's all the other pet rocks are at. And let's be honest. Again, you were doing pet rocks at a place called The Rock. I mean, how much how much did you play on that? And I always get that when I tell this story. I'm like, I I never really thought about that until people started bringing up. Like, yeah, we go to Slippery Rock University. I was like, I just wanted to have fun and put pet rocks on there. I didn't really have, there was no intent to like putting those two together. Like it's really crazy how those two go together. I know Justin's over there thinking of every pun imaginable that ties slippery rock and pet rocks together. So Justin, I mean, when you wrote this story, what was the first thing that crossed your mind? Well, I just wanted to talk about his pet project here, but uh, I just want to get the, I just want to roll out that story, you know, I just get it out there. At some point, you take it a little too far. You know that, though, right? Yeah. Like yeah. At some point, it's like, okay, no, I'm kidding. I imagine like <laughs> a whiteboard. Like Justin just has this whiteboard, and he's just like workshopping puns in his office. Well, I just want to say that uh, Johnny here, I'm interviewing him for the article, and as I'm interviewing him, there's people walking by and say, like, oh, you're the pet rock guy. He's like, oh, yeah, thank you very much. And they're like, uh, you, you, you know, you met us so happy. And then they're taking selfies with them. He's like a celebrity here on campus just just for putting rocks down. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Because, I mean, let's put in a little bit of perspective. You started this last March. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We didn't have that many people on campus. Like there wasn't a whole lot of. I don't know, I guess just say positive 
positivity floating around on campus when 80, 85% of us are online. So for people to recognize you for something like, look, most of us might think it's, dude, it's pet rocks. Dude put some eyes on a rock, put a little bit of hair on it and gave it a name and shot a video. Like big deal. The big deal is that it was funny at a time when we all needed a little bit of funny. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of funny, actually. Yep. We all needed that. So to, to get that recognition, to give it a little bit of respect of that, dude, there was no one on campus. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And I, I would get like direct messages or like private messages from people from different schools, like big name schools saying, yeah, you make my day like, like the pandemic's going on. Like there's really nothing too happy about like this whole semester, but like seeing your videos, they make me happy. I'm like that means a lot. I'm just, I'm just, trying to have fun make pet rocks. I didn't mean that. I mean, it's cool to make you happy, but I, I, I just didn't mean to do that, <laughs> you know? No, I mean, I think that's the, that's the whole, that's the best part about yeah. it, right? Yeah. Like you just started off as like this little joke entering a contest and it turned into something that people could like just check in every day and be like, dude, that's funny. Because <laughs> eventually you started taking your rocks across campus too, right? It yeah, wasn't just yeah. like you set them in the same spot every day and shot the same video. You took the, you took you took your pets on walks or rolls. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, around campus. <laughs> so why did you start? Like, so when you started doing this and you started getting that response from people, what was like? Did you think, I know you said you never thought that it would, yeah. it would take off like that, but did you ever think that people would look to you or look to this little idea as, an, as, a, as a sort of form of inspiration? Um, yeah. Uh, when I was doing it at first and then when at first, uh, when the big Clyde came out and that turned like the millions of views, I was like, uh, you know what, I'm going to keep doing this because I'm getting like good messages. And I was getting those, I was getting some of those type of messages before the big Clyde. And then I was like, okay. And then when the viral video came up, I was like, I'm going to just keep doing this just because I am making people happy. Um, now it's not really a joke anymore. I, if I'm doing this to make you know, spread positivity on campus, cause I also have reaction videos and seeing like these people's reactions, they would like smile and laugh and record too. And I would, that just kind of inspired me to do like more of those videos because it was making other people happy at the time. Yes. Yeah, so when did that transition happen? Like when was that moment where you're like, Oh, um, it was definitely, I, I would say definitely before the big fly, right. When probably either like the, after a week, cause when I, as I mentioned, I worked in the Smith center, like I would set up events there. So I have like a good view of the Clydes in case they got stolen. Um, <laughs> but I would look at people's reactions and then it would put a smile on their face. And that was, that was kind of like the, the ignition or like the spark that made me want to keep doing a little more. Like each day I would see these people stop like on their way to class or on their way to the dining hall to just look at the rocks and be like, why, why is this there? But at the same time, they're probably thinking it, it's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> like just adding one more at a time. So, yeah, again, not to say that last year was, you know, complete whatever. And we've certainly talked about this before, but there were definitely moments throughout the year when people just stopped and were like, yeah, (laughs) thank you. Thank you for a little bit of nonsense. Thank you for, for giving me something to laugh about. I think it's awesome. I mean, it's just, especially the way it came up and 
Yeah. You know, what do you do? You see Clyde continuing. I mean, is there a Clyde legacy now on campus? I mean, so uh, does someone have to come to you and ask permission to I mean, uh, keep Clyde going? <laughs> I I mean, they don't ask permission. Hopefully, oh, that actually reminds me. Um, when I was doing it, people would also message me like, "Hey, can I put my own pet rock?" Or they would come on me and kind of do this or do that with like adding more. I was like, "Go ahead. Like, if you want to add your own, I'm not going to stop you. It's just going to add more to the family." So I hope since I graduated that someone will pick up or people will realize, you know, this is a tradition maybe at this point. So they could add uh, rocks if they want. I think it's, it would be cool. Are there still rocks on campus? Uh, yeah, actually, I have mm. friends that still go to Slippery Rock and they always send me videos. I mean, they lo- they had better days, but they're still there. <laughs> yeah, Western <laughs> Pennsylvania weather is not kind to yeah. even rocks. Yeah, or decorated ones for sure. Yeah, but yeah, they're still there. I still get videos from my friends and text messages, messages and messages on TikTok saying they're still here. I'm like, that's really cool. That's still there. That no one's moved them or taken any. But yeah. And Johnny, can you tell us the the different types of Clydes that are, uh, that, are that you made? It wasn't just uh, uh, <laughs> you know, like different themes and different characters. Yeah. Um, so. At first, it was just a normal googly eyes and a smile for the first Clyde. And then eventually I got creative. I made a Forky Clyde from Toy Story. I made the giant one with the mustache. And then I tried to make another uh, good Clyde, which is a Dwayne Johnson one. And me and my friends like really went like, we really tried to make it the best it can. We put baby boy shorts, a black t-shirt, a chain. <laughs> and even if you like go back to it, like the eyebrow is squinted up with that famous picture of um, Dwayne Johnson. Like I really spent a lot of time on that rock. And I, I wish that one blew up just as big as the bigger one because it was, it was, it was fun to make too. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, of course, the rock, uh, yeah. former <laughs> professional wrestler and yeah. uh, actor, but uh, he, uh, would that be considered the, the people's pet rock then on campus? <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. Dude. You could say that. <laughs> Just couldn't let that one go, could you? No, I had to. <laughs> Johnny, I, I love this whole thing. I love the whole story. I love the idea behind it. And and I think it was really needed, like Jeremy was saying, in that time. I mean, even for me as a professor, and this isn't just a student thing. Like, I remember I was here teaching on campus. You know, we were still doing Zoom stuff and, and being uh, online with stuff. And then I, I heard about this, and it even got me out of my office. Like, I it gave me something to look forward to, to walk across campus and go check this out and laugh and take a picture and even like take back to show my kids and make them laugh. And, you know, my kids started painting rocks that weekend. Like they wanted to paint rocks that weekend. So, I mean, I I just want to say thank you. Like that was just such a cool thing to see for the slippery rock community. Uh, You know, there weren't even many people here, like we were saying earlier, but I think it was just really cool that, you know, you found time to, to take, to take time out of your busy day and to just try to make somebody else smile in the middle of the darkness. So thank you for doing that. It was my pleasure for everyone that's seen it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, I mean, there's certainly enough negative attention that's brought about social media. I mean, I've taken my fair share of shots on it at it on here, but I think this is one of those things where, you know, if it wasn't for social media, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, it's not really going anywhere, yeah, but yeah. you yeah. were able to use it in a way. So yeah, yeah. Good timing. Let's put it that way. Good timing. 
Well, Johnny, we end this podcast with three random questions. Well, they're not so much random anymore after Dr. Barry got on here and predicted the questions, but we do start off with the same first question. And that's, what is your best SRU memory? Um, I guess, I guess this, um, the pet rock thing, I think that's really the best memory because like you guys said, last semester wasn't like the best time to be around because a lot of things were happening, but I was glad to make people happy, students and faculty and people, I guess, around the country. And I guess that, that also gave me like some good spirit too. So that was definitely one of, that's definitely my best memory of Slippery Rock. So you were an art minor and though drawing maybe wasn't your, your creative expression, photography was. Yeah. So what is your favorite spot to photograph on campus? Um, I guess my favorite spot would be probably North Hall because they have hmm. the pillars and also North Hall is right next to Old Main. Just that area in general is a good it's a good spot for photographs. Thank you for not saying old Maine. <laughs> I teach photo, <laughs> photojournalism in the comm department and it never fails. I've had to outlaw taking pictures of old Maine on campus because yeah. we'll do just like a general hey, go out and yeah, explore yeah. campus and here's like a scavenger hunt or this type we call it simplicity shot and things like that and it never fails. I'd say over half of the students will come back with a picture of old Maine and I'm like, hey, there's nicer stuff on campus than old Maine. I think North Hall, even though it has, I don't know if it has a good reputation or I don't, I don't really know, but no, I think that's a nice building to take pictures at. Yeah. Oh, and I'm not saying don't, you know, Old Main's yeah, a beautiful yeah, building. But, it's, you know, it's yeah, definitely yeah. iconic for the university. I'm just tired of seeing it. <laughs> yeah. And my office is actually the, the window of uh, out, looks out over the, the quad. So when people are taking photos of Old Main in the background, I could be, uh, uh, in the making poses in the in the window <laughs> and like a photo bomb people as they're taking photos. You should you just get like, like a cardboard cutout. You out. should be like Emma Miller and <laughs> creeping people out in the uh, like Bob Watson's haunted ghost stories. Yep. Okay, look, Sasquatch at SRU. There he is. <laughs> you should keep an eye on that. Make a pet rock at the window and just put that there. Yes. <laughs> See? Make a pet rock photo bomb. <laughs> Can we get a Clyde in the window? Yeah. You should get a Clyde in the window. You should put a Clyde up on the up on your window, Justin, and then Clyde is in every picture of and then, you know, sixty years from now when the next Bob Watson's telling stories, they're gonna be like, You can go back into the archives and you can see Clyde in every picture of old Maine starting in two thousand twenty one. Telling you. You just made yourself famous, my friend. A legacy to live by. Listen though, listen, I I will North Hall is, I get you, that, that's a good spot. But that whole area now with Miller Auditorium being renovated and Old Main and that courtyard, not courtyard, but whatever, that green space, yeah. it's a solid spot now. I mean, it looks good. If you haven't been on campus recently, swing by Miller Auditorium, check out that nice new building, check out the Old Main scene and that, there was someone having a picnic out there the other day. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a good spot. All right, last question, Johnny. If you could be instantly famous for one thing overnight and not pet rocks, what would it be? Um, I think one thing that would that I would want is probably eating. <laughs> like being a professional competitive eater, maybe that would be a that would be a pretty cool thing because I love to eat. I love food and I think I have a good metabolism. So if I somehow, some way get famous for eating and if yeah, just have certain people come to me like, Hey, you're the famous eater. That would be really cool. <laughs> like eating for my job. I, who wouldn't want that? 
<laughs> Every year for the hot dog eating contest, my kids <laughs> stare at the screen and they're just like, what is going on? It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that amazing is the word I'm ready to use for it. Like, <laughs> it's inhuman. Like, I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Like, they have like months or weeks to train for. I was like, I. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was going to be my follow up. Do you want to be like Joey Chestnut famous and, and win the hot dog eating? Or you want more of a refined palate where you get you could be like a restaurant critic? More, yeah, more of a refined palate. I don't know because uh, I have like more freedom for that. I yeah. don't really have to too much train for myself for that but like you know travel and just eat and be known for a good critic that'd be pretty cool yeah so yeah if i could go back and do it again i'm right there with you i'd love to be like a food <laughs> critic and just like trying all the new restaurants in town yeah. and writing reviews <laughs> like adam richmond the guy that was on um man versus food yeah, yeah. oh yeah that'd be good <laughs> I feel like everyone's a food critic now, though. They just go to a restaurant, take a picture of it, put it on social media, and it's like, see, here we go again. (laughs) This is how I I start going down that route. We're going to leave the happy social media with Johnny's story. And maybe I'll be famous enough, and then the the restaurant's like, oh, no, he's here. It's like, yeah, I'm here. (laughs) You better make the best dish you can. Like, I won't be that famous for food. Every time you leave a a restaurant, your calling card is just to leave a Clyde on the table after you pay the check. That's it. That's it. Yep. Here we go again. He was here. <laughs> it all comes back to Clyde. He was here. Yeah, right. You don't even tell him. No. That's how you do that's it. Right. And that, you don't and, tell yeah. him that you're here. You don't announce your presence because you don't want him to, to serve you a special dish. That's right. I want you just want, you just, if it's a five out of five rating. There you ask go. Know it's a five out of five. A, fi- <laughs> a five Clyde rating? Yeah. Too, no? Too much. No? That's no, too, too okay. much. Just checking. No. I mean, none of mine were good either, but I, yeah. Well, Johnny, this was just a fun story, man. Again, we really appreciate it. I hope anyone out there listening comes on campus next time, looks for a couple pet rocks, takes some good pictures in some beautiful places on campus, and just has fun with it, people, because we need to have more fun these days. So, Johnny, once again, thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Well, once again, SRU, we appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Hello, SRU is brought to you by Slippery Rock University and is part of the WSRU Podcast Network. It's hosted by Jeremy Lynch and produced by Nick Artman and Justin Zackel. If you or someone you know has an SRU story, send it on over to podcast at sru.edu. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Hello, SRU wherever you get your podcasts.